Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and joining me for this quick shot is Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Becky. Um, so on this quick shot of romance, we are reviewing Tempt Our Fate by Kat Singleton. This is book two in the Sutton Mountain series. Um, we'll link the synopsis of the book in our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Release date, September 21st, 2023. Tropes. Small town, adversaries to lovers. This is a foodie romance as she is a baker. Um, but she doesn't do a whole lot of baking. Yeah. Um, billionaire, small town, a little bit of fish out of water for him. And then the series is Sutton Mountain. These are standalones. Uh, first person dual point of view. Put out percentage was 38%. And there is a third act breakup in this book. And we're running through that because Lindsay and I both had some pretty big feels about this book. And I want to make sure that we get a chance to go through all of this. So what happened was, is Lindsay and I kind of, for for the these two, we picked some small town titles that have been doing well and have been on our TBR, you know, like these, at least these authors, like they've been tingling there, right? And this book by Kat Singleton, Tempt Our Fate, is in the Amazon top 10. Like, it's doing exceptionally well. Yeah. Um, I had heard so much about it from so many people. I highly anticipated this particular series. And I have not been reading a lot of contemporary this year because the contemporary I have been reading feels over-troped. And there's a new trend where there are plot lines that are introduced after the 75% mark. And those things are added in at the expense of character development. And it has made contemporary romance very disappointing. And unfortunately, this book fits all of the things that I'm currently having issues with in contemporary romance. Um, and you're not alone. As we all know, I've recently been struggling and slumping with books. It's taking me longer to get through books. And uh, this one was a struggle bus for me. I almost DNF'd a couple of times. I just, ugh. I do want to ask, was this your first Cat Singleton? Yes. So I tried to read Black Ties and White Lies, which is slowly, which is lightly associated to this book, I guess. There's some character crossover. That book was conversation, sex, conversation, sex. And I am all for the spicy and the sex. But there was no storyline. And it wasn't even good enough to be porn without plot. It was like 500 pages of nothingness. So I really, when I saw all the great reviews for this one, that was a cute small town and had lots of character, I thought, okay, this is this is going to be the redemption for me, for Kat Singleton. Like, this is going to be it, right? Yeah, I'm assuming this is not an author for me. Yeah, I'm not going to read anymore. Like, this is a one and done. Um, the issues for me started with some of the timeline things, like... This is the second book in the Sutton Mountain series, which was really confusing to me because the first book is Pippa's brother, Cade, and her best friend, Mare. But they're not together in this book. Right. She's moved to Chicago. 
And it's very confusing. Like for a standalone, like I would expect the first book in this series, the characters to be together. So I was confused about that and like how that is a reoccurring point of discussion. So I'm guessing like the timeline for that first book overlaps with this one. And I think that is a move where I was just confused about that a little bit. And I will say, like, I had really high hopes for this. The first, like, 20% of the book, I really loved it. I loved Pipta, Pippa. I loved Camden. I loved their interactions. I uh, Like, the banter between them was pretty good. And then it just I really liked Pippa. Off. I really did like Pippa. She's a spitfire in that first 20% of the book. Mm-hmm. She stands her ground. She calls a spade a spade. Sassy. I really liked her. Camden was wooden. He had no personality. The way the author chose to write him was fucking boring. You know, here he's supposed to be this rebellious individual against his family's money, but I'm not quite sure what his family's money is in. We just know that he decided to turn his back on his family money and become an investment art, an art investor and build his own reputation within the art world. And there was stuff with his grandmother, but all of it was flat and one one dimensional from the beginning. Yeah. And then there's a scene where Pippa, there's a scene in this where Pippa is taking Camden. He's lost a bet and, or he's, you know, owes her a favor so she calls it in and takes him on a tour of the small town and I thought oh my god this is gonna be so fun right like here's the billionaire in his fancy suit taking a tour small town and I'm assuming this is like the west Colorado maybe you oh it is Colorado okay I yeah I didn't know because you don't find out until like 60% into the book and I missed it she didn't do a great job of describing, in my opinion, the terrain of this ranch. And I understand that Eastern yeah. Colorado, like on the Kansas, that can be a little um, flat. Kansas, Nebraska, like that corner. But they're in the mountains. But they claim to be in the mountains, but it doesn't make sense how things are laid yeah. out. It also doesn't make sense because like the only frame of reference for location I think you get is Camden being from New York. So when he was from New York, I thought like we were talking upstate New York for a lot of this. I didn't even realize it was Colorado until like 60% in. And then I was like, oh, okay. I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, There there's issues with like Camden I definitely think the main thing he brings to the table in the first 20% of the book is his banter with Pippa. After that, I do not see the appeal between him and Pippa. I never felt there's no chemistry. The chemistry is absolutely flat between the two of them. It is like, okay, you're just having sex and you're casual. And then all of a sudden you're in love and there's a lot of sex and there's not a lot of them falling in love. And then he's an absolute asshole multiple times to Pippa Pippa's presented as the strong, I'm not going to take any shit from anybody kind of character. And then she lets him back with no recourse at all. Like there's no groveling. There's not like the brick. Oh, yeah, I did not like this book. I'm trying to be generous here. I can't well, really say many nice I things about it because like it's hard. Pippa, and I also feel like Pippa became very one-dimensional 
by 25% of the book. Like, her mother passed away unexpectedly. She means a lot to the town. And she goes from being sassy and stand-upping to this pining, whining woman after Camden. And it felt, like, so one-sided. But then she also wasn't necessarily reciprocating when Camden was flirty. It just... There were so many mix-ups. Like, no character felt the same through the entire book. But there was no no growth either. No. And there was actually regression, I think, on Pippa's part. Like, with the third act breakup, like, the way that was initiated, it just was very manufactured. There was plot points introduced at the 75% mark that were very clearly put in place to provide a hero as the savior type moment, which was wholly unnecessary. And it did not resolve some, like there were multiple plot lines that were just completely unresolved. Like at the beginning, she had her initial issue with him is that he has bought gallery space in the section of the building that she's been trying to buy to expand her business. There's no resolution for that. There is resolution to other issues that are presented way later on, but they're wholly unnecessary. All of these things, I felt like there were so many things that were introduced and included in this book that just detracted entirely from a plot point. And then why the hell is he handing out $100 bills every time we turn around? Like to me, that was so douchey. Like the fact that he was handing out, like every time they're anywhere. If we're going to start listing cringy things about his character, can we talk about his dirty talk? It oh was so fucking cringy. Like, I swear to God, a robot wrote it. Maybe the author went into, like, chat GPT and said, hey, chat GPT, give me your best dirty talk. And then said, okay, now make it fucking awkward. Because the dirty talk, and he, she tried to use some, like, degradation type wording. It did not work. It didn't no. work. It was off-putting. It made me hate him. And I'm just like, if you're going to do dirty talk, you got to do it fucking well. And if you're going to do something like degradation kink, you know, where you're going to kind of call her names and you got to make it believable. Instead, it just came off like he was using her and she was a piece of Kleenex. Like, it was so fucking gross. It was. I really did not like that. I also thought it was wholly unbelievable that they're like a person as dedicated to their business as she was would actually have like their first encounter in front of her security cameras in her business. Right. Right. Like, like, and knowing that other people could potentially see that cam and there wasn't really resolution to business unlocked. Yeah. I mean, the, like, there were just so many things, like, there were things where you, like, I think these were situational things to show that she was off kilter from her feelings for Camden, but there was no spark between them. There was nothing between them. The age gap is barely mentioned or addressed at but all. Camden like, is also this super her... flat character. Like, we get a brief yeah. overview of his childhood, but we get no emotion. Like, I'm not kidding. He was, like... Ken from the Barbie movie has more personality. Plastic Ken has more personality than Camden from Tempt Our Fate. True that. Like he's so boring. And but like he's also there's not a single moment in the entire entire book 
where he treats Pippa like an equal partner. There is no communication between them. There is no communication about what they want when things happen and there's an opportunity for them to communicate and be adults in the relationship. They run away. Yep. They have extreme reactions. And then there's a let's have sex and fix it. It's really not healthy relationship. This is my, I think this is why dark romance and other kinds of romance are becoming so popular because we are not seeing strong female characters or male characters who are capable of respecting boundaries. And you are seeing that while kink and boundaries are being pushed in dark romance, it is more often than not, like it's obviously there are situations where there's trigger warnings out the Yazoo, but more often than not, like you see in those relationships, there's a respect to the female character that happens in dark romance that seems to be lost in contemporary romance with some of these books that are doing really well. And often people will be like, oh, he's just a squishy cinnamon roll hero. In this one, I saw in one review, somebody said, oh, he's my favorite cinnamon roll. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's never, there's, where's the cinnamon roll? Like, there's nothing. He's not in this pining for he... her. He's not kind to her. He's not going out of his way to build her up and to move her forward. He instead is doing every douchey thing he can for himself. Like, so selfish. And I don't understand. I don't understand how this book was, has all these glowing reviews and its average rating on Goodreads, I think was a four point five or 4.4 or something and I'm just like I don't what am I missing what am I missing because Camden wasn't a good guy he didn't really respect Pippa he didn't feel like I don't feel like he went out of his way for her he didn't the only time he ever showed up for her was when he was flashing his money around and that just seems super douchey Agreed. Okay, so we are going to add this question to the end. We don't typically do these on quick shots, but we are going to actually. Um, anyway, Lindsay, should people read this? No, no, run, save your time, find a better book. I'm sorry. It, no. no, I agree. I don't think this is one that should be on your TBR. If it is on your TBR um, and you or you read this and you loved it, Leave us some comments and let us know what you loved about it because we we didn't see that. And we'd like, you know, we would like to know what else people thought of this title. Um, anyway, Lindsay, thanks for reading Temptar Fate and joining me. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.